Hello to you and welcome to Anchor Point. This is the podcast of the First Colony Church of Christ in Sugarland, Texas. My name is Kyle and I'm so glad that you are listening. You may have noticed, especially if you are a regular subscriber to Anchor Point, that we've been on a bit of a hiatus over the past few weeks. And there's a good reason for that. So let me kind of give you some history. When we started Anchor Point, We started it when the stay-at-home orders were implemented in Fort Bend County. That's the county where Sugarland is located, where everyone at that time had to stay home because of the coronavirus. So we decided to offer a daily podcast to speak with our members and our church family and our church village. And some of you are in our family, our church family, and some of you are in our church village. You're listening from all over the place. That was an effective means of communication and encouragement. But as the stay-at-home orders were lifted and people got back to work and some sense of normalcy resumed, we also thought that it was wise of us to transition into a new season for Anchor Point, season two, if you will, where we're going to feature something a little different. We're not going to do daily podcasts anymore. Those daily podcasts, by the way, were all recorded by our staff and some of our friends. And let me tell you, we could not have used, we could not have been as successful as we were had it not been for our staff. They they produced some fantastic episodes. And if you've not heard them or if you are trying to play catch up, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of those early episodes. They are really top notch, but that's a, that's a lot of work. So we are going to do something a little different now. And what we're going to do in season two is we're going to start to feature some long form interviews, some long form interviews. We're going to talk to some people that you may know and some people you may not know. We're just going to let this Uh, medium speak into some things that uh, we think need some attention right now. So first up today is my interview on Zoom with Tierce Green. Tierce Green was actually a guest speaker at the First Colony Church of Christ for Father's Day in 2019. He is the founder of the Authentic Manhood Initiative. He is also the developer and co-creator and teacher for 33 The Series. Now, 33 The Series is a spiritual formation curriculum for men that's been used in churches, but it's also been used off the grid in restaurants and uh, coffee shops and even on back porches. Tears has a fantastic platform. He is passionate about the spiritual formation of men. He is a sought-after speaker all around the world. He regularly coaches men, men's groups, and churches to think about how to spiritually develop men. And I am so, so thankful he's joined us today. Now, let me say this before we get to the interview. Ladies, if you're listening to this, I don't want you to stop, okay? You know some guys in your life that are going to need to hear what Tears has to say. So I want you to listen, and then I want you to share this episode. I want you to text it to somebody, send it, email it to somebody, whatever you got to do. Put it on your social media, but but guys need to hear this. And, and fellas, if you're listening, I want you to engage in this. I want you to stay tuned in, and when it's When it's over, I want you to find three buddies that you can share this with. All right. This is a fantastic interview. This is Tear Screen. I'm so thankful that you're listening today. Let's get started with the interview. 
and I've got a really special guest today. His name is Tierce Green. Tierce Green is the director and the founder of the Authentic Manhood Initiative. He's also a co-presenter and a writer of the Curriculum Series 33. The series has been used by churches, but it's also been used off the grid and coffee shops and restaurants all over the world. Tierce is a well sought after speaker, not only in America, but globally. And he's doing some really special things here in Houston as well. So Tierce, welcome to Anchor Point. So glad you're here, my friend. Thank you very much, Kyle. Man, I'm excited to be here and be a part of your podcast. Thank you. Hey, uh, we're just going to start right with some some Q&A. We, we thought bringing tears here would give us some good insight into um, what men are dealing with right now, just in this, uh, this crazy season of life with a global pandemic and loss of economic certainty. Um, Tears has got a great voice to speaking to speak into that, and this is uh, this is who we want you to hear and listen to. So let me just ask you the first question, Tears. What do you think are some of the blind spots, the unique challenges of men during this particular season right now? Well, I think you know any any times that are uncertain uh, gives us an opportunity to to kind of refine our faith, to to recalibrate, you know, our mission, our purpose. And also an opportunity for renewed clarity uh, for what really matters the most. Uh, but we can miss all that. I think some of the biggest obstacles uh, in this just stem from our human nature. You know, we, we have a, a big need to be in control. And so during times of uncertainty, we're out of control. And so sometimes we're always grasping to try to regain control. And it's hard for us to realize that you know, there's some things that we, it doesn't matter what we do and, and how right our choices are, uh, we're just not going to be able to control circumstances around us. Uh, there's also a, a big need for a logical explanation, and that's a big, big obstacle because when when life gets twisted and confusing, we, we tend to want to find a good reason for it, as if if we can find a good enough explanation, that'll make everything okay. But in my experience, sometimes it doesn't matter how logical it is, you know, how, how well thought it is, even sometimes how biblically based it is, that's not going to really bring the peace that we really need because it's got to be more than just a human uh, reason. Uh, I, th- I think one of the big obstacles that, that stems from our human nature is we just kind of have this default nature to want to assign blame on somebody you know, something, somebody. And, uh, and, you know, it's kind of like Adam in the garden, you know, when he sinned and uh, he and uh, Eve were trying to hide from God and God called him out and asked him straight up, did you do this thing I told you not to? And and his first thing was just to assign blame. You know, he, he said, that woman you gave me, and, you know, it's her fault. And so we wow. want to blame somebody for this. Uh, I think, uh, during these times of uncertainty, we start questioning the, the power and the presence of God. It's like, you know, man, where is he in all of this? You know, was, was he on vacation? You know, was he, was he not paying attention? And uh, sometimes we even question the existence of God. And, you know, whether it's the pandemic or the racial injustices that we've seen, or I've got a very close friend and when his son who came back from a couple of tours of duty in Iraq with severe PTSD. And when he took his life, I mean, my buddy went to the dark side. 
and he's just questioning where was God and if he's loving, why did he let this happen? And and then he just went straight to the dark side and said, I, I'm just not sure God even exists. And so sometimes we look at everything spinning out of control and our human nature just, man, we, we want to be in control. We want a good reason. And and sometimes we wonder, you know, well, it's God must be at fault because he's allowed this to happen. So you mentioned you you mentioned the word control twice. You know the need to be in control. Um, so speaking to that, so 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 guys, men, we we have a tendency. I know it's shared with both genders, but we have a. a I, I would speak into this that we have a tendency to want to want to assume control. How how do we do we what do we do with that right now? Do we lean into that? Do we retreat from that? How how do you see that need for control, especially for men in a season like this that's just really difficult to control anything? Well, I think we need to live in the tension of accepting responsibility because God, you know, gives us some things that we need to step up and we need to accept responsibility for. And so we don't want to swing to the opposite end, you know, to where we just say, you know, I can't do anything and throw up our hands and just say, you know, Jesus, take the wheel and I'll just ride in the back seat. I mean, there's so much in, in scripture and God's plan to where, you know, we're partnering with God and he gives us this work to do and this mission to accomplish. And, and so, uh, you know, stepping up and, and, and accepting responsibility is a good thing. We just need to never, ever forget that God is ultimately in charge. He is sovereign. Uh, one of the, uh, the, the most helpful things to me was just a couple of days ago at our church, our pastors started uh, uh, the book of James, and James was one of the younger brothers of Jesus. And just in James chapter 1, verse 1, James identifies himself uh, not as, hey, this is James. By the way, Jesus was my older brother. You know, he didn't leverage that, although he could have. But, but the way he identified himself is, is just beautiful. He says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that word servant is actually the word for slave. And so that, that goes against the grain of our human nature. It's like, you know, okay, well, wait, wait a minute. I've got to relinquish control. Yeah, we do to God. We, we, we submit ourselves, you know, to him. And so we kind of live in that tension. Our identity is in Christ. We're a slave of God and, and we're a slave of Jesus. We're no longer thinking I'm the master of my, my own ship and I'm controlled. Because if, if you swing to that extreme, you begin to say, well, hey, because I'm the master, if uh, you hurt me and I don't want to forgive you, I don't have to because I'm the master. Uh, you know, if something goes, goes wrong and I don't understand it, uh, well, man, I'm just going to be bitter and I'm going to be cynical because, hey, I'm the master and I can do whatever I want to. And so we have to be really careful in assuming control to not swing to that extreme where we feel like, man, everything rests on us. Ultimately, it all rests on God, and we just simply respond to who God is and work with him. So, so let me, I'm, I'm thinking about this in a, in a sort of a off the, out in the weeds uh, way, but, you know, guys, we, uh, we enjoy control. So talk to me about the tendency uh, of control leading into certain addictions. Do we need to do we need to be careful of that right now during this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think uh, you know when we when we feel like you know this is something that's out of my control, we look for things to either you know numb the pain or to 
yeah, you know, you know, kind of pacify us on some level. And so, yeah, we are we are prime targets uh, for uh, for replacing that 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 need for control with some kind of addiction. And you know, man, it, it can look um, it, it can look like something as obvious as you know uh, an overuse of alcohol or or stimulants or pornography. I mean, we tend to point those out, but you know, for some guys. They just pour themselves into workaholism and they just simply say, well, you know, my identity is in work and producing and, uh, and achieving. And so, uh, I'm just going to pour myself into that. So you don't have to really, you know, you keep your head down. You don't have to really look up and deal with anything around you because hey, you can't control that. You can't explain it. So you pour yourself into something you can control and you can't explain. Give me an idea or give our audience an idea of just, Good practices right now. What what do what do men need to hear to 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 be centered, uh, to be centered in the word, or just to be centered with themselves to to provide some stability? You have any idea about good practices for for just a guy right now? Yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm speaking to myself because you know I I need this. Uh, I have not arrived. Uh, uh, just a, a simple principle that we teach a lot with authentic manhood is this: men need a safe place where we know that, that someone understands us and we're not alone. Because a lot of guys, you know, will play their cards real close to the best. They won't reveal too much, you know. And, uh, and we feel like if I tell you what's really going on inside my head and my heart, you know, what are you going to think about me? Uh, but C.S. Lewis said this. He said that true friendship begins when one person says to another, what? You too? <laughs> I thought I was the only one. And so, <laughs> man, great. I did that. I've had that same experience. You know, I need a, a friend, a trustworthy friend that I know I can crack open my chest. I can tell him all the stuff I'm thinking and two things are going to happen. First of all, he's not going to judge me. Okay. He's not going to condemn me because he realizes we're just, we're in this together. But the second thing, he's going to hold me accountable. And so I need someplace I can go where I can lay it all out and know I'm not going to be judged or condemned, but I'm also going to be held accountable and, and somebody's going to help, help us. And so we, we need to stay connected, uh, you know, thankfully, regardless of whether or not, you know, we're in lockdown and, and quarantine. Uh, it's the 21st century and man, because of technology, community and accountability doesn't have to be limited to proximity. I mean, we can connect uh, virtually. We can connect on the phone or FaceTime or Zoom or you name it. And so there, there are plenty of opportunities to, to continue the conversation and have these, uh, these opportunities to be honest with trustworthy friends. Yeah, you know, we found that too. The, uh, the online connections have really jumped a little bit. Uh, I think there's such a thing as Zoom fatigue. I don't know if you've heard of that yet. <laughs> Um, I think we've got a lot of folks missing just being together, but you're absolutely right. Lots of great, uh, great connecting points. Tell me about Authentic Manhood, the Authentic Manhood Initiative. How are you guys circling the wagons right now during this season? Yeah, so uh, Authentic Manhood Initiative is about strategy. Uh, the content you mentioned earlier, 33, the series, well, that, that's curriculum. That's six volumes of content. Each volume has six sessions. 
Each volume deals specifically with some, you know, manhood issues, a man and his design, our identity, how God created us, a man and his his story, you know, all the stuff in our past that if we don't deal with responsibly can affect our presence and our future. A man and his traps, those deep root idols uh, in our heart that we sometimes don't deal with. A man and his work, a man and his marriage, his fatherhood. So those are six big conversations that we need to have. However, uh, especially in, in the church world, uh, there are a lot of guys who will simply uh, be uh, all about the curriculum and they'll power through content and fill their head with information. But what we need is we need an environment where there is camaraderie and brotherhood and accountability. And so Authentic Manhood Initiative is not about hey, buy this content and go through six volumes of material. But hey, here's how you can use these great tools to create an environment where you're more likely to begin to build these trustworthy friendships because that's the stuff that really lasts. Uh, You know, when you begin to see a transformation, uh, not just a head full of information or a, a journal packed with information. Uh, So Authentic Manhood Initiative, uh, I'm coaching men around the world. Uh, There are groups uh, all over the country. There are groups in uh, South Africa, in in, uh, London, England, in Hong Kong, in Canada, in Australia, and the list goes on and on. And so uh, I'm I'm trying to to explain, okay, I'm glad you love the the curriculum, but how can you create an environment where men are more likely to engage in these conversations? And, and begin to really, really get honest. And so uh, that might look like your patio, or it might look like your coffee shop, or your cigar shop, or your whatever, you know, wherever guys are, create that environment and and just begin to, you know, begin to prime the pump. You know, that's, that's kind of an old school way to say, you know, say something to kind of get the conversation going. And so as you begin to do that, other guys are more likely to follow. So we're coaching guys all over the country around the world. And so things did shift uh, dramatically with a pandemic. Uh, but I've had conversations from my patio with guys in New Jersey and guys in South Africa. <laughs> and so that's, that's fantastic. It's beautiful. I love it. And so I think this is one of the good things that's going to come out of all this quarantine is we can leverage technology, not to replace the face-to-face, but to enhance it. Man, that's fantastic. I, I love that you're connecting with people all over the world. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty fantastic. Um, let me ask you another question. This is kind of specifically for dads and husbands. I know, uh, just to clarify for our audience, the Authentic Manhood Initiative is encompasses men of all ages. It's not necessarily targeted just toward family guys and family men and husbands. But let me ask you this, to speaking to our, our dads and our husbands, uh, what do you, how do we, how, do, how would you coach a, a man, a, a husband and a dad right now to lead his family well during this sort of challenging circumstance? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really the same as always. Uh, children will leave. This is important. Children will leave with what we have lived out at home. And so it's important for, for us to, uh, to, to not just be telling our kids what to do, uh, but to lead by example, connect with their heart so that they can understand why we do what we do. Uh, if, if our objective is just to, um, 
uh, to uh, to raise kids that are, are compliant, <laughs> you know, kids who do what we say and don't get arrested and don't embarrass us. Well, you may achieve that goal. You may raise some pretty good kids. But if you don't connect with their heart, when they leave your, your household, they'll do whatever they want to do. Uh, and so uh, right now, especially, uh, I, I pray personally that I, I will be a better responder uh, to model that for my daughter. I've, I've got a 15-year-old daughter. And so uh, I don't want her to just follow Jesus because I'm, I, because I'm telling her to. I want her to see how I follow Jesus. And specifically in the pandemic, how am I responding to <laughs> cabin fever? You know, what, what am I doing <laughs> to yes. respond to racial injustice? Uh, you know, when we had uh, the, the march uh, for George Floyd and his family, I was there in the midst of 60,000 people, you know, and I wanted my daughter to know about that. She prayed for me for safety, prayed for me that I wouldn't get the, the Rona, the Corona, as <laughs> she called the, you know, she said, you daddy, there's going to be so many people. I said, yeah, this is important. And so I need you to really pray for protection. Uh, things like that and the way we help our neighbors, we model that for our kids and we kind of motivate them to lock arms with us. But, you know, first of all, we got to be a better responder and we got to look for ways to share our heart. Uh, sometimes as, as a dad, sometimes just as a man, uh, we think we're going to somehow uh, lose respect if we tell people that we're afraid. But it's okay, man. That's That's an emotion. You know, it's okay to be afraid. It's just show them how to take their fears and what to do with them, how to be responsible and apply faith in the midst of that. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay to be, you know, uh, angry and frustrated, but what we do with that anger is important. It's critical. And so uh, when we make a mistake, um, this is huge. Ask your children to forgive you, you know, say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And then that models for them how, they can also be humble and they can be teachable. And so, you know, it's the same in these times and any other times, you know, we're, we're always, always modeling for our kids. We're leading by examples because children will leave with what we live out at home. Man, I really like that phrase, a, being a better responder. I, mm-hmm. For me, that that is so, that's so critical when you wake up every day and you get more disconcerting news and you're tempted to be angry or frustrated again. That, that's, I think that's key, being a better responder. It's, um, it changes conversations in the house, for sure. I, I like that. I really like that phrase. Tell me, tell me if, uh, so tell me your website and tell me what guys could expect if they, if they go there and they want some more information about the Authentic Manhood Initiative. Yeah, you can find me in uh, a couple of portals. Uh, go to authenticmanhoodinitiative.com, and you'll see stories from men all around the world. You'll see photos of guys huddling up in all kinds of venues. Those are there to inspire you to kind of think outside the box, you know, to think about how you can really integrate these conversations into the marketplace. Uh, you'll also see, you know, a simple strategy. Uh, you can uh, contact me directly. I mean, man, we've got a simple operation. We're lean and mean, and you're likely to reach me personally. And uh, I'd love to hear your story. Uh, I'd love to hear, you know, about, you know, your circle of influence. And then we can just brainstorm because one size doesn't fit all, but there are some principles that we need to apply. And I'd love to show you how to apply those principles. So you can go there. You can see, uh, 
you know, a synopsis of the resources we have available. Uh, I'm also trying to blog more. You can go to uh, tearsgreen.com and you can find some blogs and YouTube videos and uh, just trying to, to, to create more content to help us as men. Well, fantastic. Well, hey, listen, our time is up. Tears, you've been so generous with your time today for our uh, uh, opening episode of our season two of our podcast. Thank you so much. Um, so, so what do you think is going to happen? You, 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 are better days ahead for Houston, Texas? Man, I, I believe they are. Uh, I think we're going to take a lot of learnings out of this. I think we're going to, uh, I believe we're going to be more respectful of each other. I, I just believe in that, and I'm going to put the spotlight on that. You know, if you got enough people who are really genuinely caring for others and, and, and running to their rescue to help them, and you, you put the, the spotlight on that, it just kind of casts a shadow on all the other negative stuff. And so <laughs> I think we're going to see that. I think initially we're going to have to make some adjustments uh, about you know how we meet, where we meet, technology we use, and how we use it. I think it's going to be good. Man, I agree. Hey, Tierce, thank you so much, my friend, for joining us today. Again, this is Tierce Green uh, with Authentic Manhood Initiative. You can find him at AuthenticManhoodInitiative.com. Hey, Tierce, thanks so much again, my friend, for joining me today. Thank you, Kyle. Well, that was a fantastic conversation with Tierce Green. I am so glad that you were along for the ride. He gave a couple of ways you can contact him, and I want to reiterate that for you now. Two different websites. The first is AuthenticManhoodInitiative.com, and the second is TierceGreen.com, T-I-E-R-C-E-G-R-E-E-N.com, TierceGreen.com. He offered that. I want to make sure that you know how to do that. Ladies, if you've listened this far, I want to make sure that you share this with the fellows in your life. Go ahead and text it to them right now. They need to hear this. This is good information. And fellas, I want to, again, strongly encourage you to share this episode with three of your buddies. Text this episode to them right now. Don't wait. You know how we are. You know how we are. You know how we can be. We are procrastinators. Do it right now. Do it right now. All right. Get some healthy conversations going on good, nourishing conversations and topics. All right. So do that right now. Listen, thank you so much for listening to episode one of season two of Anchor Point. And wherever you find this podcast, let me encourage you, invite you to subscribe to this and to share this with anyone that you know. There's this episode. There's some great episodes that have already been posted. We've got episode two of season two coming up in a couple of weeks. Again, thank you so much for listening. Blessings to you in the name of Jesus.